All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Daily Face Off Show, your everyday source for the latest news with top notch insight and analysis. Here's your host, Frank Saravalli. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Daily Face Off Show. Today is Wednesday, November 10th. He's Steve Greeley, former assistant GM of the Buffalo Sabres, now Daily Face Off analyst. Greels, how are you doing? Good, Frank. We had a, a full slate of games and more uh, serious hockey stuff yesterday. So, you know, looking forward to talking about multiple things on today's show and let's get her going. Yeah, it's been a jam-packed news couple weeks, in fact. Uh, so much going on. And so let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds on the clock and dive into the big news yesterday, which was Anaheim Ducks Executive Vice President and General Manager Bob Murray being placed on administrative leave after the team uh, conducted an, an initial internal review and then sent out uh, for an independent investigation into improper professional conduct. Let's take a look at the statement that the Ducks put out yesterday announcing that Murray was on that leave. We recently became aware of accusations of improper professional conduct against Bob Murray. After internal review, we enlisted Shepard Mullen, a Los Angeles-based law firm, to perform an independent investigation. Upon recommendation from their initial findings, we've decided to place Bob on administrative leave pending final results. In the interim, Vice President of Hockey Operations and Assistant GM Jeff Solomon will assume the role of interim general manager. We will have no further comment until the investigation is complete. So I know that you're sitting there reading that and you're saying, well, what exactly does this mean? Improper professional conduct. And so I had dug in and, and did some reporting on my own last night. You can read the story on dailyfaceoff.com. 
And basically what it boils down to is this. This is what I wrote, and it says it better than I could actually say it. Multiple team and league sources tell Daily Faceoff that Murray is under investigation for allegations of creating a toxic workplace environment by way of his repeated verbal abuse and harassment of Ducks players, coaches, and personnel, plus his intimidation tactics and temper tantrums that fostered a culture of fear throughout the organization. Working for Bob Murray was a pure daily mental warfare, one source said. The abuse was endless. Now, this is reporting from sources, and Steve, um, you know, this is some troubling news that comes out of Anaheim. Bob Murray was with the team on their road trip in Vancouver. He's now been left to fly home uh, back to Anaheim in Orange County um, after being placed on this administrative leave. And it's, it's really tough to digest. Another uh, sort of thing that comes out uh, as a result of the Chicago Blackhawks and their scandal, a lot of teams taking a look under their hood. Yeah, Frank, it was it was disappointing news for sure. Um, you know, without knowing all the details, you certainly feel very bad for some of the people that have had to step forward and, and had some issues. So, you know, obviously the investigation's going and the details are going to come out and timeline's going to come out and, and things like that. And we'll learn a lot more. But, you know, my initial reaction right away is you, is you start feeling bad for the people that, you know, were victims here of, you know, whatever this, whatever it was, but it's, you know, it wasn't a good day once again for hockey and, you know, it's going to be a lot to digest, I think. Yeah. And there's certainly going to be more coming here in the next coming days. Uh, I'm told that the the Ducks expect to be in receipt of more information from this investigation's findings in pretty short order. But I think the key here for me is that they already had enough to place Bob Murray on administrative leave. This wasn't a, hey, we've gotten these allegations. Let's put him on leave while we check them out. It was, we checked them out. We believe that there's something here and we need to separate and remove him from the team immediately. And so I think one of the big things as we look at the reaction that was seen on social media, you know, one of the first things that comes to mind is that this is to follow up what we were just talking about, a, a direct correlation to the Chicago Blackhawks and their cover-up. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman sent out a memo to all 32 clubs the day after the, the investigation findings came out uh, on October 27th saying, look, if you have something and you've heard of something, you need to report this immediately. So this is either something that was reported uh, by Ducks employees or former employees, or this is something that the Anaheim Ducks maybe took a look internally and said, hey, there's been some reports here on the HR file that we probably should look a bit into. And I guess the big thing for me, Steve, is that I've gotten flooded with some comments on social media. You're a snowflake. The game is soft. Can't believe that you're heading in this way. Uh, where's this? What happened to this game that we know and love? This isn't just, as I reported, this isn't just old school hockey guy being tough on his players and staff trying to get more results. There were multiple lines that were crossed here. And I think the thing is, hockey needs to adjust to what's happening in 2021 here. It can't just be a, you know, this is hockey culture. This type of behavior wouldn't be tolerated elsewhere. Well, Frank, that's where I totally agree with you. Like at the end of the day, this is a workplace. Um, so when a husband or a wife or a son or daughter is heading off to work, that's supposed to be a safe spot for a safe spot for them. That's supposed to be where they're amongst their peers, all working towards the same goal. Whether that's winning a Stanley Cup or raising profits in whatever their industry is, you know, you that is when you show up at the office every day, you're supposed to be comfortable. 
And if that's not the case, it needs to be taken care of for sure. And, you know, I, I again, touching on just feeling for the people that had to go through some of this and then they, you know, step forward and I, and, and I hope that, you know, they're going to be better off because of that. But, you know, you, you just don't like seeing it happen. It's, it's too bad for the people that are certainly, you know, victims or, you know, had some issues here. Yeah, and I think it's important to point out that comfortable doesn't mean that you can't be challenged to do better or to do more. There's a way to do that and be respectful. And so I think one of the big things for me that I'm looking forward to finding out in the investigation, we just saw the graphic of Bob Murray's tenure. He's the third longest GM in the NHL currently behind only David Poyle and San Jose's Doug Wilson. How was this able to go unchecked for so long? So certainly seems like there is a bit of an awakening going on. And I'd be curious to see in the next days and weeks to come here, whether or not Bob Murray is the only person that there will be some kind of investigation on moving forward. I think there's lots of teams that are taking a, a deep, hard look at their personnel files at the moment to say, is this something that we need to be discussing or taking forward? So um, massive news day with Bob Murray and then just, even really a few minutes before uh, the Ducks sent out that statement, we got a statement from Carey Price via his Instagram account, via the Montreal Canadiens, and it really grabbed you and, and gave you a pinch right between the shoulder blades. I'll read it for you. Over the last few years, I have let myself get to a very dark place, and I didn't have the tools to cope with that struggle. Last month, I made the decision to enter a residential treatment facility for substance use. Things had reached a point that I realized I needed to prioritize my health for both myself and my family. Asking for help when you need it is, is what we encourage our kids to do, and it is what I needed to do. I am working through years of neglecting my own mental health, which will take some time to repair. All I can do is take it day by day. With that comes some uncertainty with when I will return to play. I appreciate all of the overwhelming support and, and well wishes. I please ask that the media and our hockey community continue to respect our privacy at this time. Your support and respect of this so far has been a critical piece to my recovery. And wow, Steve, so much to unpack there with Carrie Price's statement. And I, I think the thing that, as I mentioned, you know, hits me right between the eyes is, is sort of the stoic Carrie Price. Brendan Gallagher said it best. You know, when it was announced that Carey Price was entering the NHLPA player assistance program was this is a guy that's been Superman for us, that has been calm under pressure and has been wearing so much pressure for so long that it seems like obviously a lot of that had taken its toll on Carey Price. And in addition to that, that this is sort of the beginning of what is going to be a really difficult journey. Yeah, Carey's courage right now is as great as it's ever been, you know, in a game seven or, uh, you know, massive games for the Canadians along the way. I, I hope what I hap happens from this is that not just the players in the NHL or young players in the American League, I hope the fans and, you know, general hockey community really take notice that it's okay to ask for help. And it's, it's something we've talked about in other situations this year, but Carey Price is, is setting an amazing example right now for many people that when you need help, you seek it out. And, you know, he's always had huge support as a goalie, but I think right now his support of a person, you know, is as great as it's been in the last 15 years. And listen, life's a roller coaster, right? And so is sports, the ups and downs, the big wins, big losses. So, you know, right now, I think this is a win for Kerry that he's putting himself in this position to get through, you know, the issues that he's had. And, and he's showing people that it's okay to ask for help. He's been a hero, a prodigy in that market, a model for the 
uh, indigenous community. He's been so many things to so many people for a really long time. And now to think that he's going to be a lot more than that to a lot of other people is pretty powerful. We saw the response that Jonathan Drouin got uh, stepping onto the Bell Center ice again. Like the, the hairs on my arms and the back of my neck are tingling just thinking about what it's going to be like when Carey Price is finally back in net in the Bell Center whenever that is. So we wish Carey continued health and success on this journey. And let's take a second, Steve, to, to look at the ice. Um, you know, we, we've, there's been so much going on. We've barely had time to, to glance at it, but the Dallas Stars have been a really interesting story. It's November 10th, as I mentioned, and the Dallas Stars are without a regulation win to this point. What's the level of concern for you for a team that had built itself to be a Stanley Cup contender, had gotten close in the Stanley Cup final a couple years back, didn't make the playoffs, and now saw this year as a chance to reset and get back to where they were? I'm certainly concerned right now, but I look at their next stretch of games, which is six of their next seven are at home, seven of their next nine are at home. One of the games on the road is against Arizona. So I'm looking at from now until American Thanksgiving, which we know is a critical date for NHL, you know, making the NHL playoffs, where are they going to be then? They have to go on a run at home because you can't be too far behind by, by December 1st. Uh, I look at this team, Frank, four of their top six scorers are 35 and older. So do they think it's just going to happen? Do you think you can flip the switch? I, I would like to think that they don't think you can flip the switch. And right now is the time that they have to wake up. But these home games starting this week are absolutely critical for the Dallas Stars. You have to take advantage of the home games. They've only had three so far. They've taken points in two of the three. So that gives you a little comfort that maybe they're going to do it. But you cannot get too far behind before that American Thanksgiving date. So talk to me again on December 1st because uh, the security rate could be, or, you know, alarm could be a lot higher for them at that point. Yeah, I mean, the alarm is is it's to a seven or eight level for me at the moment already. And it's mostly centering around their offense. Where are the goals coming from? 24 goals in 11 games. You look at this, this board here and you're saying, well, where, you know, Tyler Sagan should have more. Jamie Ben should have more. The leading scorer of the Dallas stars is Miro Heiskin and special player, 11 points in 11 games, but it's a pretty big drop off from Heiskin to the next guys on the team. Where are they going to get the goals from? Well, that's what, you know, Frank, to me, the veterans have to step up here. They have to start putting the puck in the way the way they're capable of. And again, it's it's veteran leadership that's supposed to be leading the way here and making things happen. So these guys got to do it right now. If they don't get it going ASAP, this team's in big trouble. They've come over some, you know, tough stretches before, but this is one when you have all these games at home, you have to take advantage of the current situation. Six of the next seven at home. This is where the rubber meets the road for the Dallas Stars. We'll keep an eye on that. And let's keep an eye on what's coming next from around the NHL with another edition of The Next Wave with Chris Peters. Pleased to welcome Chris Peters back to the show, dailyfaceoff.com, prospect analyst. And he's got a story that's coming up today. 32 prospects from 32 NHL teams off to hot starts. want to ask you about the Buffalo Sabres. Their goaltender, Devin Levi, their goalie of the future acquired in the Sam Reinhart trade. He's off to a hot start, but he's just one of the guys that you could have picked from for the Sabres, huh? Yeah, I think if you're the Buffalo Sabres, you're pumped that, that there are a lot of options 
available to you, including you know JJ Paterka and and Jack Quinn, who are doing very well with the Rochester Americans in the AHL. You obviously have Owen Power as well, averaging a point per game for Michigan this year. So a lot of their top guys have really performed at a super high level. But that just says how much Devin Levi has done this year for Northeastern University. And he's already got four shutouts and 11 starts. He has been uh, a, an absolute rock for one of the better teams in college hockey this year. I mean, Northeastern uh, ex expectations were all over the map, especially since Levi had not played at all last season after the World Juniors, of course, was heroic in his performance for Canada. And unfortunately for him, a silver medal effort where he got outdueled by Spencer Knight. And they were a pair of Florida Panthers prospects. And now, obviously, Levi is with the Buffalo Sabres and is very much in that mix with Uka Pekalukkanen as being that that goalie of the future for Buffalo. And I've just been amazed at the the numbers that he's put up this year, that 945 save percentage. He just had a big win on Monday night against Harvard, which was scoring bunches of goals and only managed to get one past him in that game. So uh, that is a player to keep an eye on. Goalies tend to take a little bit longer to develop, and especially a guy that, that spent most of last season injured. He's now really on the right track and, and has not missed a beat from that injury. Chris, first of all, unbelievable opportunity for Levi's Jeans to do one of those new NCAA sponsorships here. So maybe, <laughs> maybe you and I can broker that deal. That's um, a good idea. Simon Edmondson, uh, Detroit statistically off to a great start, uh, like nine, nine points in 16 SHL games that I've seen. You know, what are the expectations for him? Is he an NHL player next year? And also, what kind of players? Is, is this production surprising you? I, I'd say that the level of production is surprising to me just because of last year, you know, he was trying to find his footing. When he played in the pro games, you know, he, he, he did well. He defended pretty well. But really, the offensive game wasn't necessarily there like his, you know, ability to defend. And I wondered, you know, what's the offensive upside here? Well, right now, to start this season, based on his level of production, the nine points in 16 games, and he has missed a few games due to injury, he's, he's producing at a level not really seen by an under-19 defenseman in the SHL. I mean, it's been decades since, uh, since one has, has averaged, you know, upwards of 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7 points per game, um, which is really impressive for him. And, it, you know, I saw a clip not that long ago of some of the, the pundits in, in Sweden, and it was translated by uh, a reporter friend of mine out in Sweden, saying that they're talking about him as an Olympian this year. You know, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, they have a really good decor. I don't think he's going to make the Olympic team. But at the same time, that's how good he has been this year. He's taken a gigantic step forward. His physical development is on point. His, his ability to produce, play on the power play. He's averaging over 20 minutes a game in the top pro level in Sweden for one of the top clubs. So, I mean, that, that says a lot about where he is relative to last season. And I am surprised with how big of a jump he has made. And again, it's looking like the Red Wings have another cornerstone defenseman uh, to go along with Moritz Sider. Yeah, that would certainly help in, in their rebuild process, which seemed to be a little bit ahead of schedule for the Detroit Red Wings so far this season with their play. Lucas Raymond contributing to that. But I want to ask you about the St. Louis Blues. Scott Perunovic, Hobie Baker winner, Last season dealt with an injury that kept him off the ice. This year, he's tearing it up in the AHL. How soon until we're talking about him with the Blues? I think as soon as possible. Really, based on everything I've seen, this is a guy that's an NHL player. I thought it, you know, as he came out of came out of Minnesota Duluth, winning the Hobie Baker, this is a guy who really worked on his development. I had a chance to see him right here in, near me and with the Cedar Rapids Rough Riders, and 
he was kind of off the radar. Nobody really looked at him as a draft prospect. I certainly didn't. Then he goes to his freshman season at Minnesota Duluth, and he's been on a rocket ship ever since then in terms of his development and where he's at. You know, you look at that production, 16 points in nine games in the American Hockey League. I don't care who you are. If you're a defenseman and you're, you know, under the age of, of 25 and, and that's the kind of production that you're putting forth, that's pretty impressive. And, you know, he's, he's just such a smart player. Obviously, we saw him win two national championships with the University of Minnesota Duluth. He was such a key player for that, winning the Hobie Baker in his last year, not getting a chance to go for the three-peat because of COVID. He goes, he signs, and now he is one of the top prospects in St. Louis's system. And I'm sure that, you know, given their salary cap situation, that's really the only thing that's keeping him in the AHL right now. They've dealt with COVID issues. He hasn't been able to be called up. I think as soon as they have the cap space to do it, he's going to be a blue and probably be on the team for the rest of the season and be a contributor as early as, you know, next month and, and really down the road. We'll have to see where things go. But Scott Perunovich is, is really just continuing to be on this super high upward trajectory for his overall upside and everything that we've seen from him throughout his career so far. Yeah, and Chris, to get him in the second round, 45th overall, as you can see here, nearly two points a game as a defenseman in the AHL. That's a guy that won't be staying there for very long. For more insight from Chris's story and to see the other 29 prospects that we didn't get a chance to talk about, check out dailyfaceoff.com. This has been another edition of The Next Wave. Chris Peters, thanks so much. All right, it's time for our daily face-off inbox question of the day. Hit us up on Twitter, hashtag AskDFO. We'd be happy to answer your questions. And my question for you, Steve Greeley, someone that knows Jack Eichel so well. We saw him in Vegas last night in the fortress, pumping the siren. Here it is, injury, uh, injured obviously with that neck injury, undergoing surgery on Friday. Going to be out three to four months. He says that he's extremely motivated. What can you tell us about Jack Eichel and the player that we'll see on the other end of that injury. Yeah, you know, Frank, I do know Jack well from coaching him and being in Buffalo with him. I always think of two stories I'll tell very quickly about him. One, you know, he's 17 years old, his draft year, playing against Austin Matthews. Jack's playing for BU, Matthews for the national team. BU wins 5-4, Jack has 2-1-1, Matthews has 2-1. And and I walked through the locker room with my kids about an hour and after the game, and there's Jack still and everything, all his equipment but helmet. And I asked him what's going on. He said, I wasn't good enough tonight. And that's the drive that this player has. He always wants to be the best. And the other thing that I saw at BU early on, we had Matt Grizzlick and Evan Rodriguez and, and a very senior-laden team. And within two weeks, the upperclassmen had accepted Jack as a leader. And he that's what he became. He was almost a captain for this group. And he's going to do the same in Vegas. He's not going to have a C, but with Pacioretty and Stone, Petrangelo, Jack will step into that leadership core immediately. He's going to be accepted and they're going to want him to give, they're going to give him the keys to the bus and they're going to say, come on, bud. You know, so I think Jack will, he will rise to the challenge here with major production and help this team. So he, this is one driven, driven player. Yeah. And he's obviously eager to contribute to what's been a winning team and culture so far in Vegas, uh, get a chance to taste some playoff success as well. So I know that he's excited for that and, I think we're all eager to see how this trade ends up shaking out. It's not going to be the first months that are going to be able to tell, given that Jack Eichel's off the ice for a while. But when he gets back, uh, be sure, interesting to size up that trade. 
Let's get to our daily face-off best bets of the day. Tyler Uremchuk, how'd you do last night? Not great, and it was a pretty heartbreaking loss at that. We had over five and a half in the Boston-Ottawa game. 3-2 going into the third. I'm going perfect. Either Ottawa's tying this thing up, or Boston's getting the empty netter, and neither team wanted to do anything. So we chalk up a loss and move on to today. Let's take a look at the lines brought to you by PointsBet. Quiet night in the NHL, but there is a game I like in this one. And surprise, surprise, I'm betting against the Arizona Coyotes. They're hosting the Minnesota Wild. The Wild are seventh in goals for per game. They are first in shots on goal per game. And they're on a three-game winning streak. And I like the Wild to keep it rolling here tonight. Arizona's 18th in shots allowed per game. They're 32nd in goals against per game. Plenty of reasons to think that the Minnesota offense, even if they don't have Cam Talbot between the pipes, they haven't seen any confirmation on what they're doing there. Regardless, I think Minnesota's offense can carry them to a victory. So I'm taking the Wild on the puck line at a rather juicy plus 125. And that's going to be it for today. Just one play betting against the Yotes, as I like to do, Frank. Yeah, living and dying by the empty net goal. Cost you last night. We'll see if the Minnesota Wild need it tonight. Thank you, Tyler. We'll keep an eye on that. And it's now time for Garbage Time, my favorite segment of the show. Steve, what's going on in the hockey world that we may not have been paying attention to? Frank, we've entered a critical time of the year for scouting staffs. Right now, I would say every team in the league has an assistant GM, director of player personnel, director of amateur scouting, along with their European scouts, all together kind of running around from Germany to Sweden to Finland, watching the Deutschland Cup, watching the Karjala Cup, two tournaments where you're kind of, you're, you're looking for a hidden European free agent. Who's the undrafted player there that's going to come over? We've seen one or two every year that certainly work out. So scouting staffs are scouring that right now. You also have the U18 tournament, which I know as soon as we got off with Chris Peters, he probably had the uh, iPad going watching three games at once. So critical time of year to really start getting your scouting lists in order, start preparing for the draft, exciting time of year. Um, and it's an opportunity for a team to get ahead with a European free agent sign that can impact your roster next year. So big time of year and uh, certainly more of those events to come. But this is the first true weekend of the international stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, Steve, I was thinking with some of the players that, you know, show themselves well as free agents, isn't it kind of obvious? Like, isn't every team ultimately circling around the same group of guys? How does that normally work? You know, you would think, Frank, once in a while, there's the, the true superstars and the agents, you know, a, a guy, they'll knock it down to three teams immediately. Then there's players under the radar, like, you know, our two Roots Lions in Buffalo right now, we had signed him. I think there's only two teams talking to him. And so I think you see it a lot with the goalies, too, um, playing in a random small city in northern Finland, and he's got outstanding numbers. Your group gets on him first. And it's not always a 20-team circus. Sometimes it's a little smaller than you think. And the other thing that people forget about size of your how – many, how many current contracts do you have? Are you at 48 right now? Do you have room to add a player late this season? You know, are you at 46? You got room to add two. So the trade deadline impacts that a little bit because, you, you know, all of a sudden you might be at 49 contracts and you're going for a college free agent. So it's not always uh, as busy as you think. And I think a recent example, we just talked about Dallas – Kivaranta, I think he had three or four teams on a max. So, you know, I remember his agent telling me and certainly turned out to be a pretty good signing for them. Yeah, certainly helped them in the Edmonton bubble as well. But I'd imagine part of that too is that you, if you're there and you're excited about a guy, you also don't want to tip your hand and let everyone else know that's there and has so many people there exactly what you're thinking. So 
We can't tip our hand on anything else going on in today's show because we're out of time. But uh, until tomorrow's show, which will be streaming at 12 noon uh, Eastern, as it always is on Twitter, YouTube, and of course at dailyfaceoff.com, head on over to dailyfaceoff.com for all the latest news, insight, and analysis from around the NHL. We'll be back tomorrow with Mike McKenna. Until then, have a great day, everyone. Thanks for watching the Daily Faceoff Show. Make sure you hit subscribe on our YouTube channel to never miss an episode. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? 
For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.